Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Empowerment with Elizabeth. Today I'm here with my sweet new friend Mackenzie, and she is going to talk to us about being a state title holder and her prep for Miss Volunteer America. So Mackenzie, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk to you today. I am currently Miss Ohio Volunteer in the Miss Volunteer America system. I'm super excited. This is, I'm actually at the top end of the age bracket. I'm 25 going on 26 in April, so... I'm very excited to have this chance to compete um, at Nationals in June and be down in Jackson, Tennessee, which I'm really excited to get down in that warm weather where it's been so cold up here in Ohio. So looking forward to that. Um, a bit about me is I am a first-generation college graduate. I'm actually from Appalachia, Ohio, which is one of the poorest regions in the United States. And so education is something I'm really passionate about. I got my bachelor's of business administration with a triple major from Ohio University, um, which is really close to where I live. Um, and so I've always been a proud Bobcat and I'm super thrilled about that. And then this past summer, I graduated from the University of Edinburgh in Scotland, their law school. So I'm recently a law school graduate. Um, I have aspirations to work in employment law. So I've recently accepted a job and just started it and HR kind of doing a little bit of employment law, a little bit of general um, HR scope, onboarding, things like that. And so I'm really enjoying that so far. I have competed in pageants for since I was like 15, so for about 10 years, but there's a lot of gaps in there. I took some breaks to really find my why, which is really important to me. And that ties a lot into my serve initiative, um, which is called Home is Where the Heart Is. And it's about advocating for the homeless through four pillars, which I'm sure we'll get more into that later, but that's really something I'm very passionate about. And pageants for me is, especially Miss Volunteer America, is about being a very well-rounded woman. And I've always had very multifaceted interests. And so I really love that this organization allows me to be both my right side, left left side of the brain personalities and um, really get to be involved in so much and have my hats and so many rings. So I, I really enjoy that. And I'm looking forward to continuing my year serving as a title holder and prepping for nationals. I love it. I love it. So kind of walk us through your pageant journey. You know, when did you start? What system did you start in? If it was a different one, kind of walk us through the background. So I actually started as um, in Ohio, we have OFEA festivals and they're like festival pageants. And I competed in my local festival pageant, which gave a very generous scholarship of $2,500. And so I competed in that at, oh, I think 16 years old and, and won. So I was really thrilled with that. And um, being in that journey, we had um, a lot of different title holders and different organizations come in. So the first one I competed for was Miss Ohio Teen USA. And I was like a fish out of water <laughs> because I just had never been to a state pageant before. So I didn't know what to expect. And it was very very eye-opening to a world that I'd really never been a part of but I really enjoyed it especially because I was so new so many girls were so gracious and supportive and I really enjoyed making a lot of friends girls some of the girls there I still talk to today um so I really enjoyed that side of it and actually one of the girls I competed with um who's actually about to compete for a volunteer state pageant it's funny how things come full circle said I think you should compete in the Miss America organization I think you'd really like it so I did compete in the Miss America organization for many years I was blessed enough to be um in 2021 the first runner-up to Miss Ohio and I won the talent preliminary 
Um, and that, um, that was something I really loved. I took a break for a, a few years in there. Um, like I said, to find my why. So between um, the Miss Ohio Teen USA and that, I'd say it's like seven years, but there were some gaps there where, you know, I just took some time off. And then I took time off to, of course, go to law school in Scotland because <laughs> it'd be very hard to be a title holder. And I came back and I really loved the volunteer, um, Miss Volunteer America organization because all of their title holders just came out of it saying that they did everything they wanted to in a year. They really felt like they made an impact on their community. And I saw how much the organization really valued them. And I that was something that uh, I really was admiring the integrity of the organization and the support that they give their women to accomplish whatever their vision for their year looks like. So that's why I decided to ultimately compete for Miss Ohio Volunteer. I was really inspired by um, the previous Miss Ohio Volunteer, Brittany Herman, who is a tax attorney. So lots of little girlies from our state organization, but um, she was great. So that's kind of why I competed and I was fortunate enough to win, which is super exciting. And uh, now I'm about to, well, I've already started, but I'm, I'm looking forward to making friends with sisters in all different states. So, and I actually have friends in every continent now, except Ant Antarctica from law school. So now I can say I'll have sisters in all states and a friend from each continent. So that's really exciting. That's wild. That, that's wild. Wow. Um, and you mentioned, you know, that you won the talent preliminary at Miss Ohio a few years ago. So talk about what your talent is, you know, what is it and how do you go about prepping for, you know, if it's a, if you're a singer or a dancer, you know, how do you go about picking a piece for state and then eventually nationals? So I have always been involved in theater. I think I started singing when I could like talk, like I'm was on the karaoke machine singing Dolly Parton at two years old. So I've always sang. Um, and I've always had a love of theater. I started doing musicals when I was seven or eight, and I've just kind of stuck with it ever since. It's a true passion of mine. And that's why I said earlier, I, I have many different interests. And while my law side might be more logical, I really enjoy the creative and arts world as well. And actually, I am a vocal ventriloquist, mostly doing opera. I really enjoy the storytelling aspect of ventriloquism and connecting with the audience through that entertainment level. And kind of how I got into it is um, over the pandemic, it was just kind of a skill I realized I could do. So I got some coaching for it and it kind of grew from there. I authored and published a children's book about me and my puppet and her journey through homelessness, which connects to my serve initiative and all the profits actually go towards um, homeless relief efforts. So shelters and um, my Kinsey care kits, which are kits with essential items. I partner with integrated services to distribute throughout the state. So that's been really great as well. But I love the way that she, my pop is. She's um, a really almost a ballerina looking mouse. She's she's really cute. Uh, but kids really connect with her, and sometimes they'll say things to her that they're not so comfortable telling an adult. And so it really makes I think an impact on those younger generations. But then uh, usually adults love seeing her, especially going into like senior citizen events and things. They really enjoy the performance as well. So it's something that's kind of connect with people at all ages and it lets me combine my love of storytelling and performance into one and so that's kind of why I've decided to go with it but I will be the first ventriloquist they've had at Miss Volunteer America so I'm looking forward to that too. That is so cool. I wish I knew how to do that. I was trying to have one of my friends who does that for her talent like explain to me like how it's different than how you actually talk and 
I was absolutely miserable at it. So mad props to you for having a super crazy hard talent. I just think it's so cool. Um, Thank you. So we talked about talent. So, but talk about what your favorite phase of competition is, you know, tell us a little bit about why that phase is your favorite as well. I love talent and I'm really partial to it, but I'd say my favorite is actually interview and it may be where I'm a Midwest girl, but I always say there's nobody I can't make a friend out of. And I think that's the heart of the Miss Volunteer America organization is relationships with others, whether it's relationships with sponsors, relationships with um, other women in the organization who are title holders or the little girls that look up to you and think I could be her one day. It's really about those relationships. And so for me, in those minutes of interview, you're forming a relationship with the judges and letting them kind of see who you are and um, your why and your heart. And I think that's probably why it's my favorite, because it's it's forming those relationships and showing them that that's a priority to me, which I think is the essence of Miss Volunteer America. So I really enjoy that phase. And I love that it's always the start because I think getting to know them a bit better just really hypes you up to be on stage and for them to see your personality more. And so I really love that phase of competition. I love that. I love that. You mentioned it earlier, but, you know, the Miss Volunteer America organization has, um, you know, the points of serve. So talk about your favorite point of serve and why that um, value is your favorite. Oh, that's so hard. They're all good. Yeah, they are. (laughs) Oh, that is a hard question. I would say for me, volunteerism is probably the most important to me just because I I feel like my education my scholarships and everything else stems from the fact that others in my community gave back to me I mentioned earlier I was a first generation college graduate and while I come from a very impoverished community they always do their best to give back and try to help those around them and I think our community is just, you know, they have a really strong sense of being there for one another. And so I know that the impact and legacy I want to leave on things I'm involved in are that they are better off for me having been there, that I am really giving back and making a difference. And so volunteerism is something that's really important to me. It has been from a young age, um, along with my serve initiative, I actually um, interned with Habitat for Humanity Um, And I've been on service trips all throughout the United States, rebuilding homes and other volunteer projects that have to kind of do with um, homeless relief efforts, such as after Hurricane Katrina, I was down there helping rebuild homes from the damage of the hurricane, which is still quite surmountable today. It it left them devastated. And so um, other areas I've been to, like Niagara Falls, people wouldn't think of that as an area that suffered. But when tourism dropped off in recessions, they actually were devastated. And so um, there was a large homeless population there. So helping them repair homes that they could move people into to get people off of the streets or out of um, shelters. And so those are things I've been really passionate about. And I think, like I said earlier, I always said there's nobody I can't make a friend out of. And volunteerism leads you to really incredible relationships. Um, I'm, I think that a large part of who I am is Um, based upon some of those connections I've made. I remember when I was um, helping with inner city homeless youth in Washington, D.C., our capital, I was handing out lunches one day and I was talking to this man named Keith and I was like, is there anything I can do for you? And he's like, I would just love if you could pray for 
one more day for me to be able to turn my life around. And like to hear his story was very sad. He was someone that his entire business was his plumbing out of his truck was truck got towed and then he didn't have a way to make money to get his truck back. And so hearing that he was still optimistic and he just wanted some time to try to like turn his life around and be able to get back on his feet. I just think that was so inspiring. And I really think the relationships I've made along the way makes volunteerism my favorite because like I said, those have really shaped my who I am and my why. And they're just something I wouldn't trade for anything. I love that. I love that. You kind of mentioned it already, but talk about, you know, what your serve initiative is and why you decided to make that the cause that you're championing during your year. So it's the sad reality that over 12,000 men, women, and children go without a roof over their head every night in Ohio. And where I said earlier, I'm actually from Appalachia, Ohio, which is a very impoverished community. I actually grew up in the same town as Joey Burrow. Um, who a lot, he advocates for um, our area a lot, raising money for food pantries and things, because it is the reality that a lot of kids go without here. I actually was well aware of this because in elementary school, I had a friend and he often got teased in class because he was so eager staying in the front of the class, raising his hand, but I was right there with him. So we bonded over that and our love for learning. And over time, he confided in me that he was actually homeless and living on the streets. And that's why he loved school so much. It was the one place he felt safe. So hearing that in elementary school kind of opened my eyes to the fact that this was a problem that people can encounter anywhere at any stage in their life. And so I kind of spent the next um, youth years of my life gearing towards that. Like I said earlier, I interned with Habitat for Humanity and I did serve service trips across the United States, kind of helping with that. And that further grew my passion for it. And then working with, um, we only have one shelter in my entire county and they usually give preference to families. So it's the sad truth that if you can't get in there, you're going to be on the street. So from that, I kind of developed this understanding of the need for something while people were on the go and couldn't have a roof over their heads. And that's where my Kinsey Care Kit started. So they're kits with essential items such as food, water, hygiene products, and I pair with organizations like schools, national honor societies, and Girl Scouts to kind of donate and then um, build those kits. And then Integrated Services helps distribute both those kits and my book across the state of Ohio, which is really nice. And I've actually heard of people saying throughout the state that they've seen my kits in their communities, which has been really rewarding to hear that they are getting put to use. Makes me really happy. And um so that's kind of what I do on that side. My my initiative overall, I should say, it's called, like I said earlier, um, Homeless Where the Heart Is, Advocating for the Homeless, and has four pillars, which is education, legislation, rehabilitation, and service. So for education, like I said, I go in with my book, my puppet's journey through homelessness, because kids can't always understand the complexities of homelessness, but they can understand the way it makes others feel, like I understood with my friend. And so I try to teach that empathy at a young age so that they're more aware of it as they grow up. And I also kind of give, for older audiences, um, TED talk about my um, serve initiative. And I use stories about people I've actually met because I think that's really impactful when you can talk directly about people that you've formed relationships with. And then for legislation, I am working with different groups. One issue in Ohio is that we don't have flexible funding. So a lot of that money is tied up in red tape. So 
there's overabundance in some areas and they don't have the discretion to move it to where they need it. Um, this is especially relevant when, um, when it comes to police chiefs or um, mental health professionals, because in Ohio, they cut state funding for mental health institutions. And a lot of those people then just ended up on the streets. So um, a lot of homeless people are undergoing some uh, medical needs that they can't have met because the funding's not there anymore. So if we could get that flexible funding and let professionals have the discretion to allocate it where they need it, I think that would make a big difference. And the next is rehabilitation. So this is one I love. It's where I get to be more hands-on. And um, I do things like resume building workshops and um, mock interviews to kind of get people back into their communities. I feel like one of the hardest things when you're homeless is it can also often feel isolating or ostracizing and you don't know how to get back in. But Habitat for Humanity has a saying I love, um, a hand up, not a handout. You're just helping them get back into their communities and feel like a member of their society again. And so that's what I kind of aim to do with rehabilitation is do things that just kind of get them back on their feet and and the swing of things because you'd be surprised how educated some of these people like I said earlier it can happen to anyone at any phase in their life and I feel like a lot of stereotypes um, are out there about what a homeless individual is but um, really so many of them are well accomplished lovely people that are would be so integral to their communities. They've just fallen on rough circumstances. So getting them back in their communities is essential. And then um, service is the last one. And like I said earlier, um, I, I entered with Habitat. So I think that's a great way. Um, there's always doing community builds. I've actually been part of an all women's build where women help build a home entirely themselves, which is really exciting. And that's great for like sisterhood events, like title holders, women can get together and actually tangibly see their progress on something they're working on because they can see the home they built for someone and the service trips I went on throughout the United States those were great too there's lots of organizations that do that um, and I think if you start small in your community and then let that grow um, you can really make a difference but I think you'll be surprised at how rewarding it is to kind of get involved with things like that so that's the four pillars I kind of shape my sort of initiative around and so I've been doing that work for I think probably about 12 years now. So. Wow. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. That's crazy. You're moving and shaking in a bunch of different areas. That's, that's so cool to hear. Um, And so we've talked about, you know, we've talked about the actual competition, but let's talk a little bit more about like leading up to the competition. So what has your prep looked like for Miss Volunteer America? What have you been focusing on? For me, as I said, I really focus on, one, the legacy I want to leave behind, because I think that's super important. At the end of the day, only one woman's going to walk away from National for the Crown, which is incredible. And whoever that is, is extremely lucky. But the rest have to walk away with the experience. And so um, kind of the first thing I did in my prep is make a plan of what legacy and impact I want to leave behind. And everything's kind of stemmed from that. And so for me, like I said earlier, I really value relationships. I know I want to go in and make really strong bonds with all of the girls there, make strong bonds with um, the volunteers. Anyone that's done a pageant knows how sweet the volunteers are that are a part of it. They are the bread and butter of the pageants that they are part of. So just um, the people in Jackson, Tennessee are always so, so supportive of the pageant. So really making those connections um, with people is really important to me. 
So I've kind of been focused on a, like my plan for um, nationals and what I, the legacy I kind of want to leave behind. But then the other stuff I've really been focusing on is um, interview prep. So I've been doing quite a bit of mock interviews just to stay in the move of things. Um, I feel like it can get really, I feel like you can get really repetitive when you've done pageants for a long time. So I'm trying to like keep things fresh in my mind. And if you have them quite often, I think they become more conversational, which is what you want. Because like I said, you really want to get to the judges to get to know you and your heart. Um, so that's really important. And lots and lots of ventriloquist prep working on, you have to have strong like cheek and jaw muscles. So lots of like talking to myself in the mirror, which is fun and probably scares people. And I'm like, they're like, who's talking in this room? And it's just like me, my parents probably had lots of jump scares. And then um, for fitness, I've just been trying to, for, for me, I think that a title holder lives the values of fitness every day she's out there serving her title because it takes a lot to serve a title. Like you said earlier, I'm on the move, I'm on the go. And all these women are really accomplished, really go-getter women. And so you can see the fitness in their day-to-day lives. So for me, um, I have a great, great trainer, Body by Craig, who really knows that true fitness is incorporating healthy practices into all aspects of your life. So it's not about a number on a scale. It's about kind of this full picture of I am making the best choices for myself in my day-to-day life. And I think that's really important. So then focusing on that with him and he's so great and supportive and um, I'm really lucky to have him. And then I also um, have been wearing a lot of heels, which is actually that, that's a little easier to practice because I'm in um, my HR job now, so I'm always wearing heels to like work and stuff. But that's been a little difficult with the icy roads. I've actually been like taking my work heels like in my car and then like putting them on while I'm like there because I'm like I, I don't want to slip and fall. Nobody wants a twisted ankle. But I think um, by the time nationals comes, I'll have been working like full time for like months and months, so I should be ready to go uh, for walking on stage in all phases of competition. But I am really looking forward to every aspect. I, I think, like I said, I think this organization really focuses on making a, 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 a putting the emphasis on a well-rounded woman. So um, I'm really excited to do all the different phases and um, just experience a really great week. I mean, the photos of every year just look so incredible when everyone talks about they've had the best experience. So I'm really excited to get down there and it is flying by i mean we're already almost through january so it's only a matter of time and teen is in 45 days or 45 days yesterday so we're moving right along it's wild wild um but what has been your favorite appearance so far this year oh that is hard i've had some really (laughs) fun ones i would say my favorite so far is probably the wapa canetta um, Christmas festival just because I was there with my teen and there were so many cute um, children they have like a little princess tea party and so there's so many cute uh, little girls there in their princess outfits and we got to have tea with them and this little like itty bitty had to be like two years old little girl was next to me and she knew all the Christmas carols that I did with my puppet and she was singing right along it was like so cute and that was a great day. We got to ride in the parade and real horse-drawn car- 
horse-drawn carriages and sign autographs for the community. And I actually ran out of autograph cards and I had a huge stack. Like that's how many people showed up. So it was just a really fun community event. And I got to be with my sweet teen, Allie. Um, it's nice when her and I get to do events together because we're on like different ends of Ohio. So I love when I get to spend time with her. Um, so that was a really fun event and really special. I like, um, really enjoy that. I, I love to see little princesses because I think, like I said, if you can inspire someone like that, who eventually becomes a competitor, I think that's, that's like the end goal for me. Like that's the big picture. I remember after I just got crowned, like I said earlier, I started a festival. It was actually called Pray the Hills and I was Miss Pray the Hills. Well, actually at the event was little Miss Pray the Hills. So after I got my crown, she came up and got a photo with me and that was just so precious. So I love events like that where I, I, really get to see um, the community and get to interact with people one-on-one. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. Our final question. If you could give one piece of advice to a first year title holder, what would it be? Know your why, because everything stems from your why. If you know why you're doing this, you'll know what you want to accomplish in your year. You'll know what your legacy looks like. You'll know the connections you want to make. You'll know what your style is. Everything really stems from why you're doing this. And that and knowing it in your mind and being able to live your truth, so to say, is really important because it it does trickle down into every decision you make as a title holder. And I think having that clear vision in your head will just make your year not only more successful, for you and your community, but it'll also make it more enjoyable and memorable. And you'll really look back and, and feel like you were successful and accomplished and you did what you wanted to do. So if you're competing, if you're a first time competitor or title holder, get that in your head first, because I can't tell you how big of a difference it made for me when I took that time off, remembered why I was doing this, and then moved forward. That's when I ended up winning my first local title and it all spiraled, spiraled from there. So I think that's, that's really important. I love that. That's some great advice. Well, thank you so much, Mackenzie, for coming on and chatting. And just know that we'll be rooting for you at Nationals. Thank you very much for having me. It was so great to get to talk to you. Of course, of course. And I will see the rest of you guys on our next episode. Bye, y'all.